my mind just went a hundred different directions. So. Well, pick the pick the one way, and you won't okay. Be all right, okay, okay. The most right, obvious, right. yeah. Uh, and wow, I don't, okay. I don't know. This this person seemed really nice. He had a really nice dog. I was checking out the dog. That's what that's what caught my eye. And then I saw this. Was that was also a furry? The dog was not bald. <laughs> Episode 84 of the Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're all week long. We're your hosts, Mossick, Anthony, and Steven. Hello, fellas. Hello, you got them vocal cords warm. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you've been talking a while. You've been talking a while. We have a little bit of a pregame to this episode. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of talking going on. I mean, by a little bit, I mean a lot. But, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Fall is in the air, and I'm excited. There's two things. There's one thing I'm excited about, which is I do like when the weather changes. I like the cold weather. I'm a parka guy. I love to wear parkas. I know it's a little weird, but a I little put on that the out there. Since I'm Alaska native, but What's I respect that? it. You respect that? Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as you respect it, it's okay. You know, but what fall things are always fun? What are the fall things that you guys like to do? Took my son to to Bonewater Farms in Georgetown, and uh, we had a great time. You know, you got the petting zoo, you got the big long slide, you got the uh, the corn maze. He's deathly afraid of corn mazes. Has he ever gotten lost? Yeah. Oh gosh. With his mother, uh, bless her heart, and he's just so scared. He's like grip onto my hand. And he's like, "Daddy, we're gonna get lost." I'm like, "Look, bro, you, you see can the- walk through the walls." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't care. He's just so anxious. And I felt so bad because his friends were there. My neighbors were there. Shout out to the churches. They just, you know, he just couldn't get past the fact that we were going to get lost in this corn maze. Yeah. And he was just going to be scared. And so we finally get out of it. And uh, we go up to to get a drink. Everybody, it was really hot. So we went and got a drink. And there's You're talking some, like a cider or an alcoholic drink? Uh, no, I just got a cup of waters and gave him a Mountain Dew so he could ah, rage gotcha, for okay. a little bit with his there friends. Very good, very good. <laughs> Play a little Connect Four, you know, the life size Connect Four. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. But uh, we sit down and, like, the table. You know, they have us. a new Connect Four out. Really? It is a spinning Connect Four. Oh, so no loose where pieces? you kind of drop the piece on the top and then I think you, like, kind of flick it. It has a rod to the middle. And so you're. Your piece up and down, up and down, up and oh, down, stop. And so wow. where you where you put it on top may end up actually be on the bottom. Interesting. Yeah, that was very cool. Okay. I'm Anyways. actually dizzy listening to this, so carry on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we sit down and uh my neighbors are having having some food and there's a furry there. What? Yeah. Have furry. y'all had any uh any like live uh in person? In person experiences during with, the day with real life furries during the day? Uh, no. It was neat. It was um, neat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I can can I rub for a minute? Like yeah. I don't know. I'm a sheltered ac- academic guy, uh-huh. and I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no idea. Steven seems to know. You are obvious. You know, but I have no idea. Well, why is it so obvious that I know about furries? Well, the way you said it, you just said it like well, I'm supposed to know. It out Am I supposed to know? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like a big noggin, right? Like a furry head of like a like an whatever furry kind of animal. In this case, it's like, it's like a fox okay. or a cat or something. Okay. And then, you know, I didn't really notice how that was just a big noggin, you know, cool hat, you know, okay. and it's realistic. So you can kind of, you know, you can see through it, obviously, from the inside or you'd be bumping into But things. where is this hat at? It's on a person? So it was on the table next to the person that was wearing it. Think of a mascot. Okay. Yes. And people dress up like it 
and they may or may not do other things as they dress up in real life. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. All right. My mind just went a hundred different directions. So. Well, pick the pick the one way, and you okay. Won't be all right. Okay. 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 The most right, obvious. Right. Yeah. Uh, and wow. I don't, okay. I don't know. This this person seemed really nice. He had a really nice dog. I was checking out the dog. That's who. That's what caught my eye. And then I saw this. Was that dog was also a furry? The dog was not bald. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's like, oh, look at the dog. And then this, I looked over, there's like a big furry head next to it. And then she got up and left, and there was like a tail wagon, and the ears were perked up. And it was, you know, it was neat. And, you know, people were obviously like enamored by it. So they were taking pictures, and I'm sure they were sending the significant others on Snapchat. I can't imagine <laughs> all the like old ladies that were there. <laughs> with this going on like, what like that? the country old ladies yeah. like what in the, <laughs> the kids these days right oh, right but like apparently uh the one of my neighbors saw her like taking pictures at you know where you go do the family pictures so shout out to her man you know going out there on, on, a, on a furry whim and and uh, and, and, and posting her fall pictures, man in the first suit. Good, good for you, darling. Nice. Uh, that's yeah. this is intense. That's like the craziest bywater farm uh, thing that I ever heard in my life. I mean, I've been. That's the one in Georgetown, right? That's right. Yeah, it's a really yeah. cool spot. You got to cross that bridge when you get across. A little sketchy. It is sketchy yes. <laughs> because it's like it's like Very one way, small. and people are like speeding back and forth. So you're like mm-hmm. oh, you're playing chicken with people trying to get to this kid, you know, a family friendly function, and you could get knocked off the bridge right into the creek at any time. That's it's Elkhorn, like, right? It's like yeah. you're coming off the country road going 55. Yeah, you immediately turn, and you almost have to go go to like five miles an hour to go over this bridge. Oh I yeah, did, I didn't have an interaction. I'm, I'm driving a Ram pickup, man. Your BMW ain't going to do nothing here. But. Yeah, yeah. And then there's always the, the, and they got that police officer sitting out there using. There was front. no police officer that well, day. When no. I was there on the weekend, they had a police officer sitting out there, and like the whole thing was messed up traffic and everything. He's just sitting there like on his computer, like, "Yeah, what's up?" You know, and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." Very so I'm participating. Yeah, it was just, uh, but yeah, Bywater's a good spot. But I mean. I'm really, uh, you guys educated me today. I didn't know anything about this. All the furries uh, out there, they're very furry friendly. (laughs) At Bywater. (laughs) They have the baby baby shot and stuff. (laughs) So, Anthony, we had one review today, and the name was very familiar. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. So, um, we had a review from Lando Charles. And if you guys have ever heard us talk about Lando Charles before, it's uh, Landon, who's a friend and a listener of the podcast. But he left a review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and said, these guys are awesome, very entertaining to listen to, always nice to hear about some bottles that you don't hear very often. Make sure you don't listen in the car too loud because for some reason, what I do, there's a stench that comes from the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> When when I read this, I was like, I instantly sent him a message and said, hey, what the heck are you doing, man, with this review? And he said, payback. And I said, what? And I thought about it. And I'm thinking like, you know, we participate in enthusiast markets, right? And so as a participant in enthusiast markets, when you make a trade or a, you know, when you sell things for tokens, people ask for references. And I am a prolific a person at giving the most ridiculous over the top <laughs> references. So I think the last time that 
old Landon asked me for a reference. I said something ridiculous about us beating each other up and having multiple beers and whatnot. And, you know, this is like a national market where you're going by people's word on what they think. And so people got to see this and be like, either these people are great friends or these guys are completely dysfunctional. So I think he just, that must be his payback <laughs> uh, through his review to us. So um, that's cool. We still thank him for the review. Yeah. And uh, that's a little fun get back. It's yeah. funny because you guys can't see it, but underneath my sweatshirt, it has, I have a Kentucky for Kentucky shirt. It says bourbon breath. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a stench. There you go, Lando. There you go. <laughs> bourbon breath coming for you, boy. There you go. And if anyone else wants a shout out, please leave a review on Apple Podcast or Facebook. And next time I record, we'll give you a shout out. So, gentlemen, for this week, we have a special bottle I have not seen before. For this week, we have a bottle of Smooth Ambler's Founders Cash Strength Series, the Bourbon Whiskey. So, this comes to us from uh, Smooth Ambler Distillery in Max Walton, West Virginia. The bottle date on this one is 2022. The ABV is a blistering 61.8. Coming at 123.6 proof. The age is six years. The mash bill is 71% corn, 21% rye, and 8% malted barley. And the MSRP is, I think, about 60 bucks on this. Is that true? That's around about, yep, 60 bucks yeah. more you get. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here we go. So what do you think about this bottle? It looks pretty pretty standard, except for the nice and raised lettering on it. It kind of reminds me of, like, the A's. Oh, or yeah. Or with White Sox. Like an MOB logo, yeah. even. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's handsome. It does. It looks like if uh, if I saw SA overlaid like that, I would say San Antonio. Yeah. I don't know why. It's okay. not that they have a San Antonio thing, but I'm... Um, it's a weird thing is, to have on a whiskey bottle. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm you know, just It's okay. <laughs> but, are they starting to produce whiskey now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> are we thinking about put it past them. the shape here? This is actually not the standard shape. Mm-mm. Is it? No. No. Nope. So, so, you know, I mean, bottle, bottle, you know, glassware has been a continued uh, theme for, for most whiskey, uh, you know, distilleries. And um, it basically everybody that uses glass, I mean, it's been a glass shortage. So I don't know if that had anything to play with it, but I think it's, I think it's handsome. I think it's, uh, it's it serves a good purpose. I do miss the, uh, the elongated uh, wine bottle-esque um, stature of their, their smooth ambler. Uh, old scout line but this you know this is going to be sep- segregated from that right so this is yeah. going to be their own flagship uh, whiskey from the calm still and I, I like it a lot it's very paper label um, with a beautiful picture of the distillery there is that a distillery that's the distillery not just some, some joe blows farm no no that's that's the distillery okay yeah it uh it actually i like the uh contrast of the uh, i'm kind of partially colorblind but it looks to me like a bluish purple um, no, the, the, that's pink and green. Is it pink and green? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you guys, you got me. Damn it. Again. This oh, happened again. That's funny. Um, but the gold accents really stand out to me. I like gold accents. I'm very... Uh, and then it's actually raised. The label's in Boston raised, which is nice. So um, I'm over here feeling it. For those of you who can't see at home, I'm like really caressing this bottle. It's really nice. <laughs> I'm trying to get my hand all over it and fill it out. Um, but it, it, it is very uh, nice looking. And then the other thing is this says batch number one. Mm-hmm. And so how long ago was this released? Because I've never seen this in a store, and I don't even think it's on their website. Quick thing. I like how one is actually spelled out. 
Oh yeah, and not just the number one. Yes, right. oh, exactly. E, they write like one because yeah. on that's only going to be on so many bottles before they go right. numbers. That's pretty yeah. cool. Well, and I, I believe uh, all those labels are handwritten as well. So it looks like it. They this... have uh, their, their bottling uh, facility in their distilleries is very unique in that uh, they have bottled by. I like it. I think it looks great. Yeah. I mean, having known what the wine bottle looked like for years. And seeing other companies that have sourced stuff and then they go to a new label or a new packaging, I think they did a nice job with this. Yeah, it was released in 2022, right? So this is their, really their first batches that came off the column uh, from 2015, some, wow. of, some of the earlier batches uh, from from that. And it's, uh, I believe, a 12 to 15 bottle blend or barrel rather blend. Uh, but uh, there's a really good uh, story behind Smooth Ambler and I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, so I want to hear more about this because my experience with Smooth Ambler went from like the highest of highs than the lowest of lows. And so to contextualize this, I had some of the old stuff, then like the old MGP source stuff that people rave about. Then I had some stuff that was distilled by them. I'll just say this. I'll save my review here, but it was called Big Level. I was not a huge fan. Then I had some more source stuff that came from Dickel. Then I just kind of had a smattering, and I was kind of wondering what was going on. And then I saw him start sourcing young MGP stuff. So I'm super excited to find out a little bit more about what, how this bottle came to be and what we're actually going to be tasting because I've always held them in high regard, and the biggest hit to me was Big Level. It really like really upset me sure. as, a, as a person because I was really getting into whiskey at that time mm-hmm. when that was released. Like I was starting to like really turn a corner and feel like I knew what I was doing. And then I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just spent whatever it was, $60 for an allocated bourbon at wherever it was, total weight, I mean, total wine. Um, so anyway, let's let's hear some something about Smooth Ambler here. I mean, big level, you know, um, is widely regarded as, as not so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's from the runs in their pot still. Uh, and, you know, you can't hit a home run every time, right? And that's yeah. that's just kind of the growing pains that you don't have to have with, with, with growing distilleries. Uh, big level may not be up most people's alleys, and I'm, I'm I'm not afraid to say I'm not a big fan of it either. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I think they're really turning the corner here with their column still, right? I mean, the difference between pot still and column still in 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 process is 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 a massive uh, increase in quality because you can continuously still or, or distill um, uh, larger batches, whereas uh, pot still you only got so much, right? So, and it's a cleaner type of distillation. Uh, process, which makes uh, which which you know gets the end result of uh, of a of a better new make, right? Okay. Uh, that and they're kind of you know they were doing a weeded bourbon, uh, whereas now they're on a high rye bourbon uh, or a rye bourbon, and uh, they're, they're doing some rye, rye stuff as well that I, that I look forward to reviewing. But um, overall, I mean they're really paving the way for their own founders' um, cast strength whiskeys, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with it. Well, them. Stephen and I are big fans of the Wellers, right, Stephen? The Wellers? Yeah, the Wellers. Love that. (laughs) And so I think a lot of people are big fans of the Wellers. Do you think that maybe they were trying to capitalize on the Wellers? Do you think maybe... I mean, I know know why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? And I feel like maybe... Do you think that's what happened there? They're like, we can make a weeded bourbon. It'll be like the best because it's weeded, 
Or do you think it was I like I wouldn't presume to, to to know what John Little and company was doing at, at Smooth Ambler with yeah. big level, but uh, I know that their contradiction uh, was implementing a lot of their own distillate with uh, um, with other maturated yeah. distillates, right? Mm-hmm. So they would you know mix MGP and Dickel and yeah. and some other distillates that you were naming yeah. earlier to make the contradiction. But you mentioned the column still is you know, an upgrade for them in terms of what they were doing at distillation. But I've tried to convince Steven all these years that we've known each other now, he wants to put a pot still, you know, contraption in his backyard. I'm trying to convince him to do column still, right? I mean, he's the engineer. I mean, I mean know. he's been talking about it since day one. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I met him and he's like already trying to get me to do this. Well, first of all, I would never say distill anything without a proper license and uh, and clearances, right? Oh, you this are, is going to be bootleg. You okay. are, yeah, way, this is, you are way too cautious, Mossick. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. Steve and I are thinking bigger than this. We're thinking about, you know, the bootleg shine from the garden. You well, know? The, the biggest difference between column still versus pot still is that column stills allows continuous distillation, meaning they're capable of drastically higher production than pot stills, which require cleaning after each bottle. Column stills also provide a purer, cleaner distillate than pots through pot stills, produce more flavorsome spirit, richer in uh, congeners. So that was straight from Google, by the way. Oh yeah, you googling over here. But uh, <laughs> you yep. didn't learn the dangers of Google from last episode of what you can find on there. <laughs> I mean, gosh, with the van, have you learned anything? Man, if I didn't gosh. Google anything, I wouldn't know anything. Oh right? man. But uh, now I'm 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 really excited about their their columns. Uh, calm still distillates and uh they, they you know they, it's fair to say that they learned a lesson during their pot still um um runs right yeah. and big level may not have hit you know every pallet in the nation in 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 uh in in good favor but uh we're gonna review this cash bank bourbon and not and i hope we can we can turn the corner on that should we go for our first notes i'm not quite sure what i'm picking up on a nose like at 123 proof there is a fair amount of ethanol but really so i'm not getting that so for for the listeners out there uh i'm I'm gonna ask anthony to do something for me yeah yeah yeah, Um, please um use a little technique pop the glass there um where you cover the the glencairn whatever vessel that you're you're holding your whiskey in and then coating the goal is to coat the inside of your glassware so you can get a better nose for what's going on there uh but Masa, what about the ethanol what about the booziness that's also going to uh, accompany that uh that popped glass well all you got to do is blow a little bit with your nose inside the glass kind of like a dog does when he's clearing his nose like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that yeah i got it yeah, yeah. Pop that a little bit in there with the ethanol pops out, right? And it leaves all those nice flavors and aromas in that glass for, for you to, 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 to pick up on. Yeah, it's it's kind of more citrusy now, actually. Sure. Catching some citrus. It's rather earthy to me a little. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of top-end sweetnesses. That, that's that's kind of the obvious. But to me, I'm big on textures. And for this one, is is a is more of an earthy green apple uh, kind of texture in that heavy cane sugar sweetnesses, right? You can get a little, a little like cardamom. Uh, you can get uh, a little, little cinnamon burst. Bro, come on, cardamom. That's exactly what I'm smelling. Sure, it's like legit. That is it. That's what I'm smelling. Because listen, my what wife, is that? My wife is Indian, right? So um, I'm very familiar with the smell of cardamom from cooking and from this palate cleanser they have um, in the culture. And it totally smells like that. It's like, uh, 
I really don't know how so, else to describe it, but it smells a lot like caramel. So with me getting like a caramel peanut. That's kind of in the realm, yeah. Okay. Because I'm thinking of there are, um, okay, so for lack of better, we don't want to go down this road, but like an Indian spice peanuts that, that you get. Some of them are spicy. Some of them have more like the the flavors of a lot of different herbs and spices that you cook with. And um, this definitely has that massively. That's not even power suggestion. I know you like to say power suggestion, but that's I'm definitely smelling. Well, I was that. thinking that before. And I don't even know what that word is that you guys use. <laughs> so no, no, there's no. no suggestion here. Next <laughs> next time we record, I'm bringing over some cardamom, and you're gonna crack it and smell it, and put it next to this, and you're gonna you're gonna smell it. I'm actually really impressed. I'm getting like almost zero ethanol for the proof. I don't know if it's just my old nose. It's worn out. But no, I think you got a great nose. You got better nose than I do. But I don't. I'm enjoying sniffing this. I'm not getting burnt. There's a lot going on, right? Yeah, I is. mean, there's so yeah. many different you know, spice profile mixing with the sweetness and the you know the yeah. Low, yeah. lower end sweetness. I mean, there's yeah, you know, it's, it's a really complex whiskey, and I'm I'm excited to to be bragging about these guys, especially on this this first release. And that little technique about blowing it out, kind of clearing clearing glass. I'm not gonna say more peanutty or caramelly, but I got more of those. The flavors just kind of accentuate it. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the old smooth ambler picks. And at that time there was a lot of stigma associated with non Kentucky distilled stuff. And so present day MGP is thought of as like massively great, especially well um, aged, you know, MGP is great stuff. But at once upon a time there were people pass it up. Like I will never forget this. (laughs) I was at Liquor Barn for a release. So Liquor Barn, local store here, now owned by a big parent company. I'm waiting in line, and that day was Weller 12, right? Everybody's after Weller 12. Well, my buddy was like, oh. Still oh, after it. Still after it. I was going to say, Steven's about to chime in on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting you that Weller 12. I, I think, don't believe it. What you, now, you don't believe it? Okay. Maybe the holiday season this year, you'll be visited by one of uh, Santa's <laughs> elves, maybe. We'll see. Oh, St. Wellers. There you Saint go. Wellers. St. Wellers. <laughs> um, and it's 12 reindeer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody was waiting for that, though. And so I got there a little bit late that day. I remember um, this is probably 2019. So we're far enough along to know what good bourbon is and what, you know, like for most enthusiasts. However, my buddy was about five ahead of me in line, and we were trying to be respectful, not cut or whatever. And he got like the last bottle of Weller 12. So I'm like, oh, man, what's going to be left on the counter for me? I get up there as an 11-year-old, old scout, smooth ambler mm. pick. And it's probably one of the last of the run because it was toward red the end. Tag, well, this was an 11. I have the bottle still at home because I drank it. <laughs> and I picked it up, and legit half the people behind me was like, what's that? They were just like, what's that? And I'm like... Oh, it's good stuff. And they were like, no, nah, I ain't going to pay 80 bucks for that or whatever it was. And I was like, okay, all right. And then they were picking up like other bottles like Eagle Rare and stuff over it because they just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Smooth so, Ambler uh, had 14-year um, single barrel picks. Oh, uh, I know. They had all that good stuff. I missed out on a lot of it. But I'm just saying that particular day, even then, people did not appreciate right. what it was. They right. just didn't care. Should we go for our first taste? I take my statement from earlier back about not getting ethanol. <laughs> oh, you got some. some it, it, punch. Comes in, it comes in hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, it, my predominant tasting note is actually like an orange zest. I don't know where that comes from, but it's like, a, 
you know, you get your classic uh, toasted oak flavor to me, maybe a little bit of, I'm trying to think, it's not like really, it's kind of your caramel, um, but I get like on the, the sides of my palate, I'm feeling a lot of like, you said stewed fruit. I, it's like very orangey to me. Like, I don't know why. And I could be just messed up here, but that just seems like it's there. I like it. I like the flavor of it. And it does have a little bit of ethanol punch too, but it's it's uh, it's very interesting, complex whiskey, for sure. You're I like, see what you're saying don't. about the uh, the citrus there. Um, a lot of, definitely a lot of citrus going on. Um, and that, that may be predominantly where that bitterness that, that that's a little off-putting to me uh, uh, comes in. And you know oak tannins too. I mean, is that what it is? I, th- I think so. I mean, some kind of tannins, right? It could yeah. be. It could be oak. It is tannins because it's drying. Yeah, draws it's, you up too. Yeah, that draws you up and kind of draws you up and yeah. keeps you there. And that tannins just kind of kind of takes over. Yeah, uh, where, where that where that proofing draws I think draws about you up. the fact that when you use any kind of a zest in cooking, you get that kind of same flavor, and it's it's very complex. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, let's put it this way. We're used to tasting, I would think we're used to tasting different kind of whiskeys, but you get similar flavors over and over again. This seems like it's a, it's it's got a lot going on um, in a good way. Kind you of know, a different like animal each, now. Yeah, each yeah. sip is different, mm-hmm. yeah, which is nice. And, you know, it's a thousand feet, around about a thousand feet uh, uh, more in elevation, right? They're in the mountains of, of, of West Virginia. Oh, you know? for the aging. And, um, yeah, they maturated all in, all in Max Walton there, so... Uh, maybe that has a little bit to do with it. I know the humidity and the barometric pressures and, you know, the, the temperature fluctuations can vary uh, a little more drastically in, in, in mountainous areas. Maybe that's what we're tasting here. I don't know. Get back to this taste. I'm not getting much of it. Much is just hot. I think I can taste the orange a little bit you're talking about, but it's kind of abrasive, the palate. Well, it is a six-year-old distillate at 123.6 proof. Yeah. So if... We were progressing through this. I think the next recommendation would be drops of water to prove it down a little bit, but perhaps maybe a cube to get some flavors accentuated. But so you're you know, just getting booziness. Yeah, it's just a lot of ethanol. Hmm. It's just hot. But then I'm still enjoying nosing it, which is the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> the more I taste this, the more it tastes like almost like old fashioned in a glass, which is uh, mm. pretty amazing. That's so funny. I'm getting none of that. Really? Yeah. That's the thing about whiskey, though, right? Whiskey is a very uh, subjective tasting experience. So, gentlemen, would you pass, try, or buy on the Smooth Ambler's Founders Cash Strength Series bourbon whiskey? I'm going to go first on this one. So, my history, like I said earlier on, highs to highs, lows to lows, this is the first time trying something from them where it's their own distillate and everything else. And I feel like... I'm going to be a tri-plus. And the reason why I'm a tri-plus is because, and I like to give the tri-plus because there's a lot of quality to this whiskey that I really like. I do love old fashions. Uh, old fashions. Fashioned. Fashioned. I can't even say that, but it's all good. <laughs> um, you get the idea. Old fascist. Old fashioned. <laughs> Definitely not any fascist. Right? High whiskey. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it just, um, it reminds a lot of the, a lot of the notes remind me of that. The tasting is there. And I do like that. I do like zest. I like oranges. So the reason why I'm not 100% a buy is because I want to know that this is going to be same from batch to batch. And if it's going to wildly vary, then I'm not sure. This is batch one. If it's going to be a consistent product, then I'd probably be a buy. I think I'm going to cut mine down the middle. 
my experience here tonight. I, I enjoyed the nosing and I didn't get much out of the tasting. So I think I'm just going to be a try on this. Okay. Um, probably give another go around, especially enjoying the nosing as I did. I'm sure someone else will get to enjoy the, the, uh, the palate as well. So I think I'm going to say a try. I liked it. Well, Smooth Amber took a big swing on this, right? It's their first iteration of uh, cast rank bourbon. It's, it's something they're going to build their 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 foundation on, right? It's the Founder Series. Um, I'm I'm going to buy it. Uh, I like the nose a lot. Um, I, I think it's I think is I think what you said earlier, Anthony, about it being so unique that it's, it's different, right? From 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 most most bourbons out there, I think that's what they're going for. And with the twelve to twenty barrel uh, blend, I think they're just going to start. Um, um, really showing the industry what West Virginia can can produce, and uh, and and if, if that's going to be the same cookie cutter bourbon that we're used to, you know, I hope not. So yeah. uh, it's really promising to see, see it on the nose. So I'm a, I'm a bond, um, but uh, yeah, I see what you're talking about, man. I mean, it can be very off putting, uh, Stephen. Uh, as far as as far as that boozy kind of kind of overwhelming, and what, what I mentioned earlier about like the jaw faucets, like it, you take a sip and it's just like. Rawr. Well, I, I've had a little difficulty talking this evening on some of the intros that we've done, so I don't know if <laughs> something's going on with my you know, my throat or something or my taste yeah. buds. But so that's why I think I'm going to be a try, just because. Sure. Sure. Um, I really enjoy the nosing of this thing. It's so great. It's great. To I have don't know on if something's going too. on with me with sinus or something that I just not getting the taste. The, the tasting out of it, but yeah. I think it'd be great to have something different on your bar too, right? A little taste of West Virginia, almost seven, right? In the in the bottle there. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep it neat.